Describe the reasons for including participant loans in a client's plan and the legal requirements that apply. Plan loans are important for two very good reasons. First, in plans that do not allow employees to withdraw funds prior to retirement, it's the only way that an employee can access his or her retirement funds. Second, in a contributory salary reduction plan, such as a 401k plan, using a loan provision makes the option of a salary deferral all that more palatable. Looking at it another way, without a loan provision, rank-and-file employees may be hesitant to make salary reduction contributions. This could ultimately result in the plans failing the actual deferral percentage test. Plan loans are allowed in all qualified plans and 403b annuities. They are not allowed in SEPs and SIMPLEs. Plans that are most likely to allow loans are the salary reduction plans, 401k and 403b. Defined benefit plans and cash balance arrangements are least likely to include loans since these plans do not have account balances that can be used for loan collateral. They would have to obtain other property as security, something that the plan sponsor probably does not want to do. Defined contribution plans funded entirely by the employer, like money purchase and profit sharing plans, are not likely to allow loans unless the employer wants to give participants limited access to retirement funds. Under Department of Labor regulations, certain rules have to be satisfied or the loan is considered a prohibited transaction. Loans must be available to all participants on a reasonably equivalent basis and must not be available to highly compensated employees in an amount greater than the amount made available to other employees. Now the rules do allow a plan to have a minimum loan amount of $1,000. In addition, loans must be adequately secured. The plan can use up to one half of the participant's vested account balance as security. Loans must also be made in accordance with specific plan provisions and bear a reasonable, that is, market rate of interest. Since these loans are secured with the account balance, they are very secure and plans will often charge a rate such as one percentage point above prime. In addition to rules on loan availability, there are limits on the amount each participant can borrow. Violating these rules can result in the loan being treated as a taxable distribution. The limit is the lesser of $50,000 or one half of the vested account balance. To ensure the participants do not borrow constantly, the $50,000 limit is reduced by the highest outstanding loan balance during the one year period ending the day before the loan date. Also the loan must be repaid within five years using a level amortization schedule and making payments at least quarterly. The five year period can be extended if the loan is used to acquire a participant's principal residence. Since almost all plans use the participant's account balance as security, if the participant defaults on the loan, the benefit will be, be reduced by the outstanding balance and the participant now has a taxable distribution subject to ordinary income tax and the 10% early distribution excise tax if the participant is under age 59 and a half. When a plan adopts a participant loan program, there are certain rules that should be adopted to keep the program easy to administer. The plan should only allow one loan at a time, require repayment through payroll deduction, and state that loans become due in full if a participant terminates employment. Now this last provision protects the plan, but it could also result in a hardship for an employee that's laid off and can't afford repayment. This would result in a taxable distribution and maybe even a 10% early withdrawal penalty. One other administrative issue is that married participants must generally get spousal approval on a loan. Since a loan can always result in a default, 
the loan could affect the spouse's rights under the Qualified Joint and Survivor Rules.